Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled. I am Peter and that is Tara and we are going to talk about Chernobyl and this is episode 4. It's called The Happiness of All Mankind and she is definitely not Connor. I'm just going to fix that right now on the on the screen. Uh, but I noticed it right away. Like I noticed it like in the middle of the intro. So I never noticed it. Yeah, fine, that's fine. <laughs> I never I, catch it. I noticed it so I, I'll fix it. Um, so just, just, to, just to be clear, this is not Connor. Connor's not went through like a cocoon and came out looking like Tara. Uh, so this is uh, episode four, penultimate episode. And, you know, I, I was actually a little, a little bit curious after last week's episode. I was thinking to myself, well, we've done all the, the danger of the initial explosion. We've done the, you know, having to go in and drain the water, the miners, all this different stuff. Like, I was wondering if, like, okay, maybe we'll get away from the, you know, the quote-unquote the tense stuff like the stuff that would like you know hit me in the gut right i thought maybe that'll be done because now it'll just be about trying to figure out and blame people and that kind of thing and then this episode hits me with we have HBO said hold my beer yes this episode <laughs> hit me with we have to shoot puppies and kitties in the face and it was like okay <laughs> all right <laughs> so hard i so let's start with that subplot let's start with this we, we, we get a shipment of men coming in and they know when he gets to his tent, the main guy, uh, Pavel, I think his name was. If I just scroll down, and, yeah, Pavel, Pavel yeah. yeah. Uh, and he he goes in the the, the commander. And Bato. What the, the commander did? Bato is, uh, is the other guy's name. The head liquidator. Uh, you may be right. You can keep going. Uh, who notably, actually, just a side tangent here about this actor who plays uh, this this head liquidator of this little group. Uh, he was in a video game uh, last year uh, called A Way Out. Uh, I don't know if you remember this game. It was a co-op game where you have mm-hmm. to, it's two players and you have to work together to get out of the prison, yeah. right? Uh, I don't know if you remember. I, don't know if I you never watched... played it, but I'm familiar. Yeah, I never played it either, but I don't know if you remember the Game Awards that same year, uh, the creator of the game, the director, uh, had his rant at the Game Awards about F the Oscars and the US is much better and it was this drunken rant and it was like something everyone remembered from it, <laughs> right? Why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this because this actor's his brother, and I really laughed when I when I found this out. <laughs> so, oh. so if you're a gamer and you remember this F the Oscars rant from the director of A Way Out, this is that guy's brother who's playing this liquid air. So, anyway, and that makes sense because he's in the game. Obviously, no, he did. I watched the Game Awards last year. That's the only one. Yeah, uh, the last year's was the best one they've done in terms of being a professional show. But it's worth well, checking. Yeah, because God of War won everything. Yeah, the one before that though had like a lot of funny, like unintentionally bad moments, which were worth seeing. Um, and the best part about it is Jeff Keighley, who's the host, the presenter. He's like just trying to like get him back on track, and the guy's just grabbing the makeup. Like, F the Oscars, yeah. this is bullshit. He's a pro. You will love my game. My game will not disappoint you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so good. He's very much like the let's just take this seriously, guys, so people will take us seriously. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the whole time. Yes, and everyone else is like, nope, we're all drunk. We're going to make a fool of ourselves. Uh, deal with it. <laughs> we're drunk, lonely gamers. Yes. No. <laughs> so, Barry, so he's playing this guy, and uh, he, he basically trains Pavel. Uh, he takes him out into into the, 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 the housing areas of, the, of the, the city, and it's like, okay, we have to get rid of the dogs and cats. And I mean, all animals, but it's mostly dogs and cats. It's mostly pets that we're dealing with now. Yeah. It's so hard. Like, because they say right away... Um, you know, you could tell that Bacho has done this a lot because he's like, it's fine. It's super easy. All you have to do is like do like a general call and they come to you because 
they're pets and it's super easy to shoot them because they're just, they expect you to give them food and love and you're like, Oh my God, that makes it worse. Not yeah. easier. Yeah. That's, that's, what, that's what's all <laughs> awful. But I really appreciated when he, he's like, he's, he's second rule. Cause his first rules don't point the gun at me, which makes sense. You just don't like that. Uh, although I did laugh yeah. when he said, you can point at the other guy. I don't really care if you point it, <laughs> but he's not pointing at me. <laughs> I don't give a shit about that guy. Yeah. yeah. But the second rule was, um, if you shoot one of the animals and they're not dead yet, then you keep shooting until they're dead. You do not let them suffer. And that was the one lane he had, early, at least early on, before the rest of it, where I was like, okay, I actually kind of like this guy. He's, he's doing a really shitty job. It, it, right. is, it sounds like he doesn't care. But, it, he, but it removes the cruelty yeah, from it. But he really does care. He cares about not letting them suffer. And it was like, okay, I, 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 I've, I've attached myself to this character a little bit more than I had before because he said that. Um, and but at the same time, when when Pavel does end up alone with a dog and he shoots it and it's not dead, uh, you don't necessarily like hate him for not shooting again right away. You understand why he's like in shock, why this is the first time he's ever done this. Because they mention that, yeah. Because they're like, oh, if you were you in Afghanistan, and he's like, no, I was on like like he was in like traffic duty or something. He's just a, he's like a young cop or whatever from one of the cities. And he's like, oh, they're running out of men. Like they're running out of yeah, soldiers. And they're like, oh no, they're running out of men. Uh, yeah. So now they're bringing other, you know, just the general police or whatever. And uh, I suppose two things I want to talk about, just from a, a, just a, a, just little details about the world here. One, they're all wearing these like lead crotch protectors, which I have, egg to, I have to question how how much these are helping. Because if the rest of your body's screwed, I don't know if you really care if your balls are going to fall off. But <laughs> I mean, I guess that's just dude logic <laughs> yeah i don't know i'm sure they're just protecting their future babies maybe <laughs> uh, who knows uh, if they love long enough to have babies i mean maybe uh, a lot I, of them I did but um like it's not necessarily made clear in this you listen to the podcast for this week but it's not made clear in the episode like necessarily all these people who are around the area helping with this like how badly you know they're they're getting affected by radiation like are they just like a little bit sick are they in the five-year camp that the you know legazov and, and boris are or are they a little bit better than they are because they came later like i don't know one of the things they did address because it comes up later in the episode at the very end mm. is that radiation poisoning is not something that you can recover from it's cumulative yeah. so it's not like you can go out and get a little bit of radiation and then you come out of it and you kind of reset or your healing bar goes up and you can go back out again. You know, it's it's something that stays with you forever. So if you go back out, that's just more radiation. There is a lifetime limit to how yeah. much you can take, basically. I mean, I mean, hell. You, so that is something they talked about. Yeah. Uh, I mean, hell is a limit in how many times you're able to get an x-ray. Just, you know, in the, yeah. the, the, the sort of the simplest, like most common like way to get radiation, I guess. Uh, but... Mm -hmm. Um, and the other thing I wanted to mention, just just because it it was very disgusting, was like how they're going to the toilet. There's just this big log. There's like a bench. They just like sort of lean yeah. over and just. I was like, oh, that's that's pretty. Yeah, it looked like uh, it looked like the trenches in like World War One. Just yeah, yeah, because there are pictures of that. It's just a little strip that you sit on, with a like a bar with a bunch of other dudes next to you, just pooping into a trough. Yeah, I I, I can't. <laughs> it was actually a lot like a war movie this scene like mm. it reminded me of um did you see all quiet on the western front i think i saw that in school actually yeah probably it was you know like the young guy coming in to mm. 
um, this area that he's not really familiar with. He's expecting like this military order. Instead, he just gets one older guy who's been there for a while, who's, you know, has fought a lot of different types of wars. And he doesn't seem to be doing things by the book anymore. He kind of runs his own life. Just it reminded me of that a lot. Yeah, and in this episode, it's just and maybe like... also because the kid, the kid was from Dunkirk. <laughs> Yeah, the, or the kid film was, Dunkirk, yeah. so maybe that's why I kept thinking of a war movie. Yeah, not actual Dunkirk, <laughs> yes, from from the film Dunkirk, uh, which I yeah yeah because because basically like this guy is just getting through it by drinking vodka constantly. That's how he does this like every day. He just constantly because he offers the there kid was vodka. So much vodka. Yeah, and he's like it's a bit early for that. And then, you know, I didn't see any water. It was just like crates after crates of just bottles of vodka. Yeah, um, so like they're they're doing that, and we have all these. And it gets really, really kind of, you know, dark. He, the kid after that first dog incident is kind of like destroyed. This is when he first starts drinking with the others. He doesn't want to eat anything. And they keep doing it all day. And then he eventually, because the guy keeps getting upset at him for like not doing his job properly. I mean, not, not a lot. He's actually very sympathetic, you know, because after this scene, he sits with and says, hey, the yeah. first time I killed a person, this is what it feels like. And he talks about how... You think that that was never you, but then you wake up the next day and realize that that, that was always you, and you kind of learn to live with it, right? Uh, so he's actually very sympathetic towards him, and I thought he was going to get mad at him again when he found him in the the apartment, you know, later in the episode, where there's like several dogs and they've been they've been feeding on another dog, and it's like really you know distressing, and. He said he just says, no, get out. Let me, do, I'll take care of this one. He doesn't make him do it because because I thought it was going to be no, you need to toughen it's up puppies. and do this. Yeah. I, I thought it was going to make him toughen up. It's just like, a bunch of puppies. But he was like, no, this is your first day, get out. I'll do it. Uh, and I was very glad that they never actually... Sh- we see, like, you know, the first dog that that Pavel hits, we see lying wounded, but we never actually see a shot of any dogs actually taking a bullet. And I was really happy about that because I was very worried in the build-up to some of this yeah. that they were going to, like, go really over the top with it and, like, show me animals getting hit and... and- yeah. And you know, I was watching this. That probably would have been too much. I had I had my cat in my lap, and you know, at one point it was a cat, like a shot of a cat in the grass, and I'm like holding my cat, dealer, like Wesker, my baby, my baby. Nothing's going to happen to you. Yeah, they really did a good job of like they they just did close up of animals' faces, almost like these are victims. Like you would think of them as your family if they were your your household pet, and it's hard it's hard not to make that connection. Like these are also lives lost. <laughs> Yeah. And I know they're just animals, but like, God, that's so sad. Like, they really did a good job of making you empathize with them. Hey, if I if I was given the choice between my pets and like a lot of humans I don't like, I'll tell you what, I'll, I know what choices I'm making. <laughs> yes, I will let that prick die to save my cats. I'm not apologizing for it. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I would say in this situation because I love my pets as children also. But uh, I do probably would sacrifice them for the life of a human. It depends <laughs> Even on the Even a human. shitty human. No, it depends on the human. <laughs> yeah. And I'm the vegan. <laughs> 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 but I still would probably save the human. <laughs> uh, it depends on the human. It really does. Um, so, no, like... <laughs> This is really dark, and we eventually get a scene where they actually take them to the landfill at the end, where they're going to bury them in cement, just like the you know the humans get buried up in you know uh, irradiated, and it just really really yeah. dark. And we see there's just a shot of all these dead like pets, like you know coming off the truck into the the, the pit, and it's just kind of heartbreaking and depressing in every possible way. Yeah. 
Um, this was the first episode that made me cry, <laughs> and it was it was the puppy scene. And uh, I did listen to the podcast, and I can tell you that the scene that they cut out is even worse. Do you want to know about it? Yeah, tell them. Do you, do you <laughs> tell them? And again, this is something that actually happened that they cut out because they thought it would be too much. Yeah. So apparently, this is, yeah, it's a real thing. This event actually took place. Someone, they did go into, I guess it's from the Voices of Chernobyl book, but they did go into a room and found a bunch of puppies. And so they shot them one at a time until they ran out of bullets. So one of the puppies was still alive and they just buried it under concrete while it was alive. And that would have been too much. Even though apparently it was in the script and they shot it, they decided we don't need to show this. Yeah, because they made that choice last <laughs> that episode been too much. with you know one of the faces of the, the, the plant workers, right? Like they, they, they yeah. made that choice here or there that... Like you know what, this is horrific enough. We we actually can like hold a little bit back because it's just because uh, I actually saw some complaints on the internet about this yeah. episode, saying that it felt like it was with the pets specifically. It felt like it was d- verging on just like torture porn for like or misery porn. Maybe is a better term. Um, but and, they really don't show a lot. Like it's all implied. You know, they t- they show oh, you the first one, or at least they don't show him getting shot. But like they showed the the I, blood, and then, then it's crying. I, I, I agree with you, but, but they really he, don't show a lot. But here's the here's the thing, though. My argument isn't even is he, I mean, they don't show a lot, and I think it was wise not to actually show the bullets hitting them. I really do. But I think my main argument for it is that, mm-hmm. but it happened. Like this is not something they added on to to get yeah. you your know, teary eye. This is something that was actually done. So I, I think in that right. sense, it like I don't know how you could complain about it. And I think they handled this subplot pretty well, honestly. Like uh, it was really good. I agree. Uh, before we move on to our main plots, I, I do want to mention the opening scene, which is kind of just a standalone scene of a woman being evacuated. Yeah, she lives on a farm and she's milking a cow. And this soldier is saying, you have to go. And he's getting kind of frustrated because he, he knows he's supposed to do his job and she has to move. And she's like, I'm 82 years old. Like, you know, my brothers left for the war. They never came back. You know, I've, went, I've lived through this revolution, that revolution. Like, you know, what's it to me? I don't care. Like... Yeah. <laughs> And he actually pulls out his gun and he shoots the I didn't realize cow. Ukraine yeah. has been through so much. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, my, my Eastern European history ain't, ain't so hot either, I have to admit. But, um, it's, it's Did a... you know about the uh, the Holodor that they brought up in it? Because it was brought up in the podcast, too, and that was something I had no idea about. No, that's what you just It was like some... She she brings up where I lived through the Holodor, which was um, basically... It was a Holocaust, but it was the Soviet Union took the farmers' food supplies, and it was basically a forced starvation in order to show power or something. But like over three billion people were killed, like starved to death. People were just in dying in the streets, and that was also Ukraine. Yeah, that that I had no idea. uh, Yeah, that's 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 amazing that I didn't know that. It's. It's funny, I feel like, yeah, I guess unless you're interested in history and go seeking a lot of this stuff out, or you specifically, like, study history in depth, like, most of us, like, we get a certain couple of periods and places in, in school. You know, we'll study this war, that war, and, you know, maybe this country for this period. Whatever we have it. to do to pass the test so yeah. we can go home. Yeah. And then that'll be it, right? Um. So, no, a lot of Middle yeah. Eastern, or not Middle Eastern, sorry, uh, Eastern European history is... 
mm-hmm. you know like, I, I don't know a lot about it like i know a little bit you know for for world war one a little bit of the cold war stuff but that's about it um you know and it's probably yeah. faded with time i mean it's entirely possible i did learn about that in school and i've just completely forgotten about it but well sure but i mean also just hearing it from this one woman's lifetime just all, everything stacked one on top of the other it was just like wow they really have been through a lot and just in one person's lifetime even and still like she she has this mentality like i've seen this all before like it's just another thing i have to deal with so you know leave me alone like even if i die now whatever i'm 82 let me die on my land but she still has no idea that what radiation is going to do to her and her land if she stays yeah and like it he, even though she says all these horrible things that have happened and she's lived through like this is still worse yeah there's, there's a neat uh shot here because the, the when he's trying to convince her to leave he, he takes her bucket that's like full of the, the, the fresh milk and he runs out and he, he pours it over on the ground and there's a great shot of the milk sort of dripping on like some of the the, the plants or the flowers that are on the ground and it's this kind of idea that it's like it's again it's it's one of the things this show has done really well is that it emphasizes these details where, yeah, this milk, that plant, and that cow are not safe. Like you, you really shouldn't be yeah. drinking milk from that cow. And then he, he goes in and shoots the cow. And it feels That's like, what I was thinking too. And it feels kind of almost cruel in the moment because it's like, no, I'm going to convince you to leave by shooting the cow. But at the same time, as the rest of the episode shows, no, they have to take out all the animals in this area, like in this zone, all of these animals have to go. Right. And you can see from her perspective that she thinks that she's getting like picked on in a way, like he, they're mm. just trying to bully her into leaving. But really, they're they're just throwing away the poison, <laughs> you know, so that yeah, there's, there's it, maybe it, it's useless. It's not something you don't want to drink that milk. You could almost make an argument here that they're, they're kind of showing almost like a not a cry wolf scenario. It's not quite that, but like. The idea that they, they have like forced them to do things like you know the Soviets or whoever in her lifetime throughout her life has, has forced things and done things out of malicious intent throughout her whole life that w- when the time comes that they're saying no this is for your safety we are actually and they're being sincere like this is for your safety you have to move yeah. she just doesn't believe them and she thinks it's a tactic uh, mm-hmm. I think there's something to be said there for her assuming that and not even just assuming it but thoroughly believing it to the point where she's ready to fight and be shot well that's that's the whole point of the show, right? I mean, that the opening line is of the first episode is, "What are the costs? What are, what are the costs of lies?" You know, that's what the the whole theme of this show is about. Is lo- about the true cost of lying. I love that you bring up how the first episode opened because I know you watched episode one and two today. <laughs> I did. You, re- you rewatched them, so you're you're dropping in some knowledge from past I'm episodes. Man, I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so into the show. Uh, no, I'll totally and rewatch I'm, this because it's really good. I revisiting and I'm like, I'm getting more from it because now that I've seen the other, I mean, not all of the episodes, but up to the, the current one, episode four, like, I remember the names of people now. I, I didn't realize that Skarsgård was in the first episode, but he is. He's on the phone. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's that's neat. Um, uh, so, yeah, to, 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 to go on to the rest of the episode then in terms of... Uh, uh, you know, um, Ilana's looking into looking into uh, trying to figure out what happened, and she's looking for reports that have been made on nuclear power plants and the reactors in the Soviet Union. And there's a great scene where she goes to like the library, and she's like, "Hey, uh, like all, the, all I need these these books, these documents, but all of them are on the uh, permission only list, right?" And she gives her this mm-hmm. list, and this guy comes out from the back, takes the list, 
And she's got like a letter to prove that she's supposed to have permission for, you know, at least a certain level of clearance. And he I comes, love that scene. And he comes back out and says she can have this one. There's like 12 in the list that you can have this one. <laughs> Just this one. Right. And she she goes off and there's not there's a couple of pages that have been redacted, but they were full, they're a bit, a bit stupid here and didn't redact the table of contents. So she has an idea of what was taken. And there's a neat kind of uh, revelation in this. So there's two scenes with her after this, really, that are really important. One, she goes to Dyatlov and talks, tries to get him to confirm some things. And he essentially is not playing ball. He doesn't want to talk. He's kind of, like, abrasive. He gives her, like, the, the, the slimmest of slimmest, like, details, you know, when he's kind of forced to. But then ultimately she goes to, to meet with uh, Boris and uh, Legazov. And this is a scene where it can you talked about how one of the scenes or some of the stuff in the previous episodes is, is enhanced having seen more of it now i think one scene that sticks out to me from the last episode that i think is enhanced by this episode is when he goes to get her out the uh the kgb prison az5 scene yeah and he and yeah. she says oh, it's when they pressed this that it, that it happened and he has this this contemplation I think rethinking that scene now in my head, he's basically saying investigating this, knowing that he's essentially one of the culprits. Maybe a strong word, but he was at least in, involved in a cover up uh, about this. And you know, she brings this up, and he confesses to it because they're, they're, they're meeting in a you know abandoned building to make sure no one's listening. And he's like, "Okay, so yeah, we we had this theory that because of the the because." the end of the rods isn't the right material so that it's because the when it cools down it's actually more dangerous and that's why like they're supposed to have the cooling rods in but because they didn't have the rods in and it, you know i'm not gonna get into technical stuff because i, I, it, I it's it's some kind of design flaw yeah. that they knew about 10 years ago but by by no by no means can i thoroughly explain this i'd have to watch the scene probably five more times to really reiterate all the information exactly but yeah. essentially like the, the ultimate come down is is like boris is like so it is their fault you know because because he said because one of the points they make is that it shouldn't have been put stressed that much before they did this like that was like a mistake to do that so it's like so it was their fault and he's like well that's you know partially true it is partly their fault but it's not all it's all it's also not completely their fault and that's also true um this is something that if people had known about it might not have happened uh yeah. but of course soviets wanted you know our nuclear power is the best and yeah. yeah well yeah that's the big theme of this episode too is just about how i i think it's uh it's boris who who says the line that you can't you want to humiliate a nation that is like obsessed. cannot be humiliated obsessed like, with not being humiliated yeah that was the right line. obsessed with not being humiliated which was uh yeah very poignant um yeah, I felt very betrayed by that scene because I, I, I've been supportive of of Legislav. He's been like my voice of reason in the show. He's the one who's trying to say no. We can't keep this a secret. Like we have to find out. I, I think so he's the one he's going up against. Like even though he loves the the Soviet Union, like he's for he's for it clearly, at least you know in the beginning that he's he's part of the lie. Is, yeah. um, I, I think what's so neat about it is I don't think he realized it until she said that last episode. And I think I, I think there is an element of almost, I don't want to quite say redemption, but where he essentially says, dig into this and find out, knowing that it's going to lead to him. But he, he can't just say that, especially right. in a KGB prison where he's not supposed to talk about these things. Like, he can't just come out and say that there and then. 
Like, oh yeah, of he, course. He's essentially setting her on a path that knows will lead, at least in part, to his him being somewhat responsible. Even though, was it his call to redact it? Was it his call not to tell anyone? No, but yeah. he knew of the design flaw. And it's not just the one reactor, they said. There's like 18 of them. Oh, yeah, throughout the Soviet Union, yeah. Um, and they all have the same design flaw. And, and this is kind of what builds us into the final episode where she's like, no, you're going to this this hearing, uh, you know, to talk... And, not, and this is not just for the Soviets, this is for... This is like the, the United, like, you know, nuclear power uh, hearing. I can't remember what the name of the organization was, but... Uh, in Vienna. And Alana's like, no, you have to tell the truth. Like, someone has to start telling the truth so this can't happen again. And it's like, no, you can't tell the truth because you're a Soviet and the Soviets, you know, like, and because, because Boris is like, hey, everything you think you care about and you're like, oh, your, your morals, like, you like, all that goes out the window when people you care about are threatened. Because well, ultimately when it comes down to it, it doesn't matter. You're going to care about the people you yeah. care about and that's it. Um, and it kind of, he you know, speaks like a man who's been through it. And you're thinking, and you're thinking about the opening scene of the first episode where, Legazov commits suicide and he's like leaving these tapes with information like which makes me think that he doesn't actually tell a lot of the truth at this this hearing it makes me think me too yeah. actually you're right because i think he finds another way to get his truth out there yeah um, I, I think a lot and, of this shows about his guilt and I, I think that feeds into the other plot with boris and Legazov in this episode where they're talking about trying to get the debris away from the the various levels of the roof uh, and they've got them named and like one's like you know this dangerous uh this one's this dangerous and i think marsh is the one that's like yeah if you're on that roof the for, most dangerous place on the planet yeah the most dangerous place on the yeah. planet and if it's more than 90 seconds if you're on that roof for more than 90 seconds then that's it you're done like you're just you're just done yeah um and that's, that's, and that's in full protective gear that's not just what you know walking on there which makes me mm-hmm. uh, i presume it still is one of the most dangerous places on the planet i assume like walking on that roof now is probably still just instantly deadly i can't imagine it's not I don't know. Um, I know people go go to uh, Chernobyl. I mean, they did for the series. They went there. Um, yeah, but they walking didn't film around, there. But yeah, they but, did, took tours and stuff. But walking um, around on that roof is a very different matter than just visiting the yeah, same area. Yeah, so. um, I But then, presumably, though, they've, they've, they've removed all the debris, which was partly why it was so dangerous. But, I mean... Right, they had to remove it so they can start, like, covering it up, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the goal of the episode, and they've got uh, the the moon rovers that the Soviets used uh, to push debris from the first yeah. two roofs. But the the Which main... had a great joke. <laughs> I could just I love any like little bits of levity I can get in this show. I just like cling to. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a great joke here where uh, <laughs> Boris, I can't believe uh, that's what we used on the moon. And, like as I was like, well, not that one. <laughs> I know not that one. I know it's so dumb, but I loved it. You know, there's a moment in this episode early on where uh, Boris hugs Legas off, and it's actually like, man, they've bonded because because at this point we're like four. Yeah. I, I think this episode starts four months after the explosion, and then it ends in December. So like we're, you know, we went through half a year with them at that point. Uh, right. Well, uh, you can kind of see it in the last episode too. Yeah. Like there was that scene where Legaslov, uh takes the phone. And is basically yelling at Gorbachev <laughs> and slams the phone on him. And he says, let's, or Boris is like, let's take a walk. Let's go outside. Yeah. And you can tell Legislav is like rolling his eyes, like, okay, are you going to like shoot me or like rig me out or something? You know, like, what are you going to do? He's expecting to get, you know, a talking to, <laughs> a severe talking to or threatening. Yeah. And uh, instead, he's just like, 
concerned <laughs> and they just have this like man-to-man conversation about the truth yeah. of what's happening but and well, i think that's like the beginning of a friendship that's I, I think what I liked about it in this episode though is the hugs like out of like a, a, a it's a celebration hug. It's like no something yeah. just worked and he hugs them and it's yeah. like whoa okay like well, that's just where we are and it's almost like he's trying to cheer Legazov up because Legazov seems like he's been down in the dumps and I think it is the guilt. Uh, this has probably been weighing on him since he realised that he kind of had an idea of what it was that caused us. And I think the well, other plus big thing, we've had three episodes of him sending more and more people to their which maybe death, which culminates a big way in this episode because. They, they, they get this this fancy uh, police robot this this like bomb disposal ro- robot from germany right the west germany specifically west germany yeah. and they're like oh you can imagine the conversation that was you know <laughs> get try to get this approved. i like that at first they're like "Ooh, is it american <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> we're not talking to them are you kidding me um and i actually one of my favorite scenes not my favorite scene because we'll get into my favorite scene in a minute but uh my yeah. one of my favorite scenes in this Probably episode is when this robot they send out to the roof that's supposed to you know kills all the electronics and it's like, no this this new robot may actually be able to do it and it dies within seconds the cameras go dead the entire thing's dead on the roof and mm-hmm. boris goes into the trailer and just yells at i mean we don't even know exactly who's yelling at. it may be Gorbachev, it may yeah. be someone else but he just turns he, out there's two meltdowns in chernobyl hey. <laughs> <laughs> he just smashes the phone to, and do you know what i was actually waiting for the punchline and it eventually came at the end of the scene where he turned to some random guy and says we need a new phone <laughs> and walked off yeah. i was expecting him to say that right after he came out but uh he was like dragging it along with him i know what i loved about this scene though apart from the outburst is and how much he cares is that he's angry because again the secrets of the the state the secrets of the soviet union is what's caused this because he comes out and says they didn't tell them the real number they told them the propaganda number what you know the the, the radiation he used the word propaganda too which was uh, very it really stood out that word yeah i didn't think that he would just straight up say propaganda because he's still so pro-soviet he is but i think that shows just how serious the situation is and how much he's come to understand you know i think at the start of the show he was I like think he's, yeah he's frustrated like you said they've been there a long time now and, the and pre- just any glimmer of hope like they really showed when the joker arrived and it there's like this long reveal everybody's yeah. celebrating and talking about it and ooing and eyeing it they're like this is going to be it this is going to be the thing that can really save us because in the beginning of the episode Legislav says, and absolutely no way can we send people up on that roof. It uh, has to be robots. Any, any of the roof. It's not even just that one. It's like any of them. No, we have to use like drones and robots. We cannot use people for any of this. Like yeah. it's instant death. Under no circumstances are we to send yeah. people up there. And there's this really depressing scene after this where they're sitting debating what to do now. What, what's the options now? And they're arguing about like what type of robots they can use there has to be another type of robot or you know and at one point the other dude who's like new in, or at least mainly new in this episode he's like um what if we like shoot the debris off into the the, the core like you know we keep, we've got explosive rounds and boris is like you want to shoot start more fires on the top of a nuclear reactor because it was so easy to put out the first time <laughs> yeah i know but i love the guys like what well, fuck i don't know <laughs> like, i'm just that, spitballing here <laughs> that was a really good scene and then it, but it really comes down the, the tone just like because uh yeah. legazov just says we'll have to use bio robots and you know it took me a second to like bio what was he is this a sci-fi show all of a sudden we talking about bio robots <laughs> we talk about terminators and he's like people and i'm like oh god he, he's basically just accepted yeah. that we have to send people on that roof and yep. 
we get like you know this explanation where they're, they're talking to the people who are going up the each one will only have 90 seconds before they have to get off the roof for their own safety they'll be head to toe in protective gear they can't look over the edge into the the, the hole because that will just that's them it's the same reason why the helicopters can't fly over it's the same reason mm-hmm. that, i mean the face i mean you heard about you know the face they didn't show last episode yeah. and we get this phenomenal sequence they're waiting to go in like the, the previous shift the 90 second shift comes out and there's this guy who who's like just th- through the hole in the wall where it's presumably still very you know radiated but not quite as bad he's like okay um you got 90 seconds i'm going to ring this bell when it's time to come back don't trip don't stumble uh don't look over the edge and it explains the rules and then this sequence when we follow this this character we don't even know right it's just this new person but this becomes our main character for this scene and we mm-hmm. follow him for the duration of the 90 seconds in one single take and it is a fantastic right. it's maybe the, it might even be the best scene of this entire show so far that, that is how incredible this is it how good so this tense. is um it was so tense and then you just like every time it gets close to, to a piece of graphite the diameter is just like yeah yeah going you can just, nuts you can hear it and you know the, the first one he picks up he, he like he drops it but he picks it back up because obviously they're not using their hands even with the gloves they can't touch it so he's got like a, yeah. a flat we shovel. saw what happened in episode one with the firefighter yeah and anyway, he throws it off and then you know i like there's a little moment here that i actually quite liked where he goes to pick up a big piece and he can't do it and then another guy who's there is like oh right it'll take two of us so it's like they help each other yeah because they're also wearing lead like yeah. lead is freaking heavy <laughs> yeah they, they, they are not <laughs> you know? like, they are not very mobile right now and then he gets no. like a final piece off and the bell rings and honestly at this point i was like they're shitting me there's no way this was only 90 seconds this felt like it was i like, timed it you, you, I, I went back to the scene and i timed it because i seconds I, it was like 93 seconds i want to say right from when he says go to when the, the bell first rings Right. Yeah, because I because I actually messaged Tara and said I want to go back and time that scene to see if it, how how close it was to ninety seconds because I I didn't buy it I was like no this feels too long, yeah. and uh, I took the initiative. You took the initiative, <laughs> yes. But I deserve a promotion. It feels <laughs> so like it feels so much longer, which I guess like to yeah. like and if you're in the moment, like it probably would feel like a long time. Like how long is this? Like. And yeah, and nothing the, puts you in the moment more like a one single take like that. Yeah, it's just one take. It's going around them. It's like it's very shaky. It's falling them up and down, falling them to the edge mm-hmm. and back. And then when he's on his way back, when the bell rings, he trips and and falls into like some water that's up there, and and he well he gets his foot stuck on a piece of graphite. Yeah, there's there's two separate things here. Yeah, at one point he falls and trips into water, and which already felt like oh god, he's he's doomed. And then yeah. he gets his foot caught under the piece of graphite. And it takes him a while to get out, and then when he gets back in through the hole, he's a, he's a little bit late. Everyone else got back before he did, and then he looks down at his shoe, and his shoe's like got a hole in it. It's like it's been cut open by the by the graphite, and I'm like, oh god, <laughs> like, and we may never I see know. this guy again. That we this might be the last we ever see of him. Do you think you don't think they're gonna follow up next week? Maybe um, they will, but I, I could totally. been pretty good about that. I, I I could totally buy. We never see him again. It, it doesn't even matter if we do. It's just. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It doesn't really matter. We already know what's going to happen. Like how many people who went on that roof had this happen? Where like how many like I mean it's debatable how healthy the ones that did hit the 90 second limit and didn't like trip or fall or anything like that. But yeah, or even just the first ones that got out because they would have you know have more graphite to d- around them when they were out there. Pot- yeah, rather potentially. Than the, pe- like, the last half they, they could already be more screwed anyway than, than than what they're saying but on top of that how many people did trip how many people did like accidentally you know touch something they weren't supposed to how many people looked over the edge yeah 
it's i i think there is this thing where no one understands how scary it is like everyone assumes that it's not as bad as they're saying and they think oh i'll be fine and that's the attitude that gets a lot even though how scary it is like i almost felt that when he was on the roof there was a temptation from to look over because it's you're told not to yeah i i he kind of he, he almost just went up right up to the yeah. edge you know he didn't look over over but you can tell he he was curious when he was there yeah it's the don't push the red button thing, you know? Don't push the red button, but then... It's then all you, you want to do. It's all you can think about. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, uh, fantastic scene, start to finish, great stuff. Uh, and then the final thing we really have to talk about is uh, uh, what's her face? Uh, Ignatenko, sorry. Ignatenko. Uh, the, the firefighter's wife, who we see yeah. uh, get into labor very painfully, uh, you know, in December. And then we hear that during the scene with Alana uh, that that her baby actually took all the radiation. Like the only reason why she's alive is because the baby absorbed it all. Um, yeah. And the final the final scene of the episode, after like a little montage of things happening, is just going to the hospital and seeing the empty crib next to her as she's just sitting there on the bed, and it is just this miserable, you know, feeling. Yeah. So. And we know that she is okay because yeah, her body gave all the radiation to her baby, which is the thing that apparently happened. I actually think this story sounded very familiar after I heard it. I want to say this is one of the stories that I heard about before watching the show. Yeah, that may be. Yeah, it's one of the I don't know. Ones, I, probably yeah. in school, just when they talked about Chernobyl, that this is one of the things that happens with radiation to to scare people, I guess, yeah, scare yeah. kids. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, if if you see a sign that says radioactive, do not enter. You don't do you do not bloody enter. This is not just like keep off my property. This is this yeah. is serious. Don't go in there. I must have heard it somewhere because um, it did sound very familiar after they said it. Yeah, I was not expecting. I was expecting like a three eyed baby, but <laughs> I wasn't expecting a bit poor little infant just to die of radiation poisoning. God, it's so awful. That was a joke, right? You weren't actually expecting a three eyed baby coming out, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm just checking. I'm just for the comments' I was sake. I the hills have eyes. Yeah. I I just wasn't want. I just don't want the comments to be like, oh, she's so dumb. She thinks actually three eyed bitch. That's not a Simpsons. <laughs> you know, I wasn't. I'm 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 preemptively battling the angry yeah. comments. I know about Blinky. Yeah. Yeah, it's Blinky. Yes. Uh, so I, I actually for the first time in the whole show, I actually saw the next time on. Uh, I'll admit it was only because I I was too lazy to reach for the remote before it hit that point, but. <laughs> I'm actually glad I did. I actually don't think I watched it. <laughs> well, I'm actually very intrigued because the next episode, at least from the next time on, it looks like it's the hearing, but it looks like we're going to get scenes from before it happened and the night of. Like, we're going to see, like, as, like, Dyatlov and the others are, like, describing what happened, it looks like we're actually going to get the sequence of events that led to it happen. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. I'm actually excited about this. I want, I want to see the... Oh, okay. I yeah. Want to, I want to see the night play out and the choices that were made and, like, uh, that's actually kind of exciting, I think, so... Uh, I agree. Yeah, I'm kind of bummed that there's only one more. <laughs> I know, I know, but I, I think only having five is what's partly made it such a dense, packed, high quality show. There's been no. Oh, I wouldn't. There, there's yeah. no scene that is a waste. Yeah. So far. <laughs> no, everything, everything's great. Um, I agree. I I really loved this episode too. I thought there were so many scenes that were just. Like you said, that one 90-second scene is probably the best scene of the series so far. And I just the little details. Like, I, I love the scene in the library with um, 
what's her name? Ulana. Ulana. Where, you know, she, she's there and she's there on behalf of the nuclear commission or whatever. Like she should have the highest priority to be able to get all the information. And they still are just like, you can have this little paragraph. <laughs> yeah, give this one thing. Of an article. Like she still doesn't have the high clearance. It's just it just says so much in that one moment. Um I love the Joker scene. That was great. Uh I think yeah, this might be my favorite episode. <laughs> Even though it was so hard with all the puppies and kitties. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's it's fantastic. They've kept up the quality in it. You know, the fact that they started jumping quick, quick, quicker through time is like a sign of, like, okay, we know where the the more like densely populated story is. That's right at the start. And then like as time goes on, it sort of spreads out yeah. a little bit. And I, I, like, I think it's really been very well paced. The way it's been structured as a story, the screenwriting is, is very strong. Um, if I'm looking back at the four episodes, I mean, we'll talk about the, the, the miniseries as a whole next week, obviously, when we talk about the finale. But if I'm looking back at the whole show in, at this point and just saying... Do I have anything, any complaints? It's just that the the first episode two, first episode with Ulana, uh, her mm-hmm. like getting to them and like getting into uh, Pripyat and like sort of like defying the odds to like talk to the higher ups uh, is the only thing that stuck out to me as being feeling kind of fake. Uh, is feeling like this is a Hollywood well, moment. Well, she is where, a made up character. Yeah. Well, that's exactly why. Uh, when, when I found that out afterwards, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Because she's like, and it's not because the rest of the stuff with her hasn't actually felt that bad. The rest of the stuff with her has felt like no, she's there to represent these these. Oh, different... the opening scene when she's like yeah. calling the Chernobyl and nobody's answering. Oh yeah, like, that's great. <laughs> such a good scene. That's a fantastic she's still, scene. She's such a great actress too. Yeah. No. Uh, no. Uh, Chernobyl's fantastic. It's, it's been fantastic throughout. Uh, and mm-hmm. Connor's just a, a fool, basically. Uh, <laughs> I hope he's still watching it. Oh, he's not. No. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever, whenever he stops reviewing something, he stopped watching it. Okay. Well, that's a shame because it's great. Yeah, it's it's great. probably going to win every Emmy. There's no accounting for. We know Game of Thrones isn't getting it next year, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm not going to give my opinion. This I don't is, want people to hate me. <laughs> this is better than Game of Thrones. I'm saying it. Oh, this is yeah. I agree. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, I wasn't sure if you'd agree. But with I that. am a Game of Thrones fan. That's, well, that's fine. That's, we all I have am a, a Game of Thrones season eight fan. We all have all right. our faults. Now, no one's going to listen to me. <laughs> yeah. We all have our faults, and I accept that you like Game of Thrones. Uh, as, as, as I suspect, Except may the co- part of 90% of the population. Okay. I suspect, <laughs> may the commenters will also enjoy Game of Thrones. Uh, that's fine. It's okay for you all to be wrong about one or two things in your life. I accept that. Uh, but. <laughs> Hey, you think this is bad? You should hear me when I upset a, a Lord of the Rings fan. Jesus Christ, did those people get batty on you? <laughs> I don't like fantasy, okay? I don't understand how fantasy is so much different than Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> how dare you? How are vampires and werewolves that much of a like that much more okay in your mind but like magic and like wizards no that's too much <laughs> it's, it's about how the stories are written about the tropes that buffy and to, to an extent where, where these these types of creatures feature 
are horror films or horror stories and horror fantasy is a little bit different because it's treated as this mystical thing that we can't explain and it's kind of like whereas i I hate when it's like you know like harry potter is like a spell that does that thing yeah i can't wait for your research paper on this Never. Um, so that is uh, Chernobyl, believe it or not, episode four. Uh, we, <laughs> we'll be back next week uh, with the finale with episode five. So hopefully you had fun listening to us uh, uh, talk about the scenes and maybe analyze a little bit and then a little bit of friendly bickering at the end about how, uh, <laughs> how bad Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings are. Uh, anyway, uh, so that, <laughs> that is Chernobil. Uh, let us know what you think of the episode in the comments below. Like and subscribe, all that stuff. Uh, get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. And if you want to support the channel, Tara will tell you how you can do that. Yeah, you can check out uh, our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash TV. You can donate as little as a dollar per month. And with that dollar, you get bonus episodes of some shows we do, including the Ace, the Atomic Cinema Experiment, which is our science fiction movie podcast. So check that out. So I was even kind of on topic. Atomic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just had an idea. You know how, Only we're yeah. the ones that melt down. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was just having a, having, having a, I had a thought. You know how we were debating about doing like a theme month, like uh, we do with Streams the Octoberthon? Uh-huh. Meltdown month. Whoa. <laughs> Nailed it. All right. That is uh that is a bit us. Uh also if you if you want to uh, check out other content we have, uh I've been reviewing Big Little Lies season one on my own, but uh Tara will be joining me for season two when that hits uh, from HBO. Pretty soon. Yeah, barring one episode because she's moving house that week. <laughs> but other than that, she'll be here for season two. Um so more more HBO uh, premium television content is going to be reviewed soon uh so look forward to that uh but that is us so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching tv guys have you got any vanilla